Welcome to another edition of the Asheville Sound. Today I am joined by local singer and songwriter Dave Driven. And I am here with Mr. Dave Dribben. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, buddy? So, doing good, man. So Dave is a musician, singer-songwriter based out of Marion, and uh, he is the leader of the band Sidecar Honey, as well as the party band Diamond River. Um, Dave, how's life down in Marion nowadays? Well, uh, it's pretty slow. <laughs> there's, there's, you know so it's uh you know uh like i was telling you before it's like groundhog day mm -hmm. um but uh but it's, it's good man um kate and i are gonna spend a lot of time together my, my stepson cooper um is here too and so that's great try to get out to the lake the lake's like 15 minutes away 20 minutes away all right um, like james uh, right yeah like james yeah nice and um so it's nice to get out there, still doing the social distancing thing, you know, because you're not, not really close to anyone out on the lake, so you feel all right to do that. But um, The lake's a state park, right? It's a state park? Uh, yeah, there's two state parks, and then there's like uh, a, a number of areas where you can um, uh, put your boat in or kayak or whatever. Okay, is it open? Those are all open, um, but the state parks are not. Oh, okay. So the, yeah. the docks are open. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so you can have your boat out on the water, and that's cool? Totally, yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, up in here in Asheville, there's not many outdoor um, options, unfortunately. Really, the only place to walk is just around neighborhoods right now. All the trails are closed. Really? So, yeah. So, the parkway's closed too, right? Well, I hear that some of the parkway itself is open, but all the parking lots for the trailheads are closed. Mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't ventured up there to see for myself. Um. But yeah, we just we've been doing a lot of walking here just to, you know, get some uh, exercise and keep our sanity and get the kid out of the house. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good to get out, man. But you know, Kate and I've been spending pretty much every night on the deck. Um, you know, got a, a little deck out there, and just she's done a great job with. The, she's got a green thumb. Oh, nice. It's like a sanctuary out there. It's great birds are chirping oh good nice nice willow tree weeping willow hanging over the deck so it's, it's nice nice peaceful just chill man you know yeah it's kind of funny like uh, those of us who have are blessed enough to have uh you know a place with nice outdoor space and kind of tucked away from the rest of the world you would think nothing's going on i think it's you know it's all good but yeah yeah <laughs> so it's nice to have a little sanctuary there totally man yeah we feel lucky for yeah. that so marion i hear that uh the county is lifting some um some of the restrictions soon uh do you guys not have as many cases down there i guess it's, it's less than buncombe county um uh, you know i don't know the exact numbers these days but um i think the last last thing i heard this is maybe like a couple weeks ago but it was like 18 cases mm -hmm. that's not too bad yeah. And McDowell, and I think at the time there was like 39 in in Buncombe County. So yeah, I think we're up to like 55, but still it's pretty low, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the mountains are still pretty fortunate to have low cases. Uh, I think Henderson County is the highest, but I think it's because they have an older population. You know, there's more susceptible to it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here we're doing pretty good. Here. Um, how are you doing with like uh, all the PPE? Are Are you wearing masks or anything in public? store um or any any store or anything you know um i'm wearing i'm wearing a mask okay um it, interesting and, to see how it's kind of split you know not yeah, about half the um, people are not doing it and i must admit i'm having a hard time with it because i wear glasses and it fogs them up so yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of a pain i i hear you I, I hear that yeah um like you know we go to the lake i'm not wearing them but you know because we're, we're pretty much away from people yeah there. the people when we're walking next to someone or something you know yeah know. masks outside or just seem kind of funny to me i mean yeah i understand you know it could happen but 
probably not going to happen in an outdoor space. But right. what else? Yeah. What does it make you feel happy? It's it's awkward. I like I felt self conscious. Like go to the grocery store. Like was like at the time maybe like one of five people wearing a mask in the whole grocery store. And then you know the next time I went, there was like half the people wearing masks. Right. And, you know what I mean. And now I'm hearing um, about people getting shamed if they don't wear masks. Have, oh really? Yeah, my Never wife. My wife has experienced it. I haven't yet. But, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably more of a Nashville thing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get to the music here. Uh, Dave is a singer-songwriter. Um, he's active on the scene all around West North Carolina. Um, so let's talk about your original group, uh, project, um, Sidecar Honey. How long has that project been going? Um, since like 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then there and then there was a, a couple of years where I was just uh, you know still kind of under the name Sidecar Honey, but doing more solo stuff um, as before Diamond River started. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's I think that's about right. Nice. So I know right now you do a lot of performance as a duo uh, with Kim, yeah. your singer. Yes. Uh, which is sweet. I've heard some of that. Um, so, um, Dave also has a party band called Diamond River, um, yeah. which does a lot of weddings or did a lot of weddings back when that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Our, our April and May were, were like crazy booked. I think we were doing two, like two shows a week. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, just high time wedding seasons. Yeah. I feel your pain uh, on that. Yeah. April and May were, were pretty well booked and. Yeah. Ninety miles. Yeah. Plus, like, <laughs> solo show at the Grove Park on Easter got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just everything got canceled. Yeah. Uh, what is your What does your calendar look like now? How How far do the cancellations go? I think uh, so. All of May is canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our next show, our, our next Diamond River show, is um, the second week of June. Okay. I think so, uh, the next one I have on there is the uh, third week of July. So, oh, my. Yeah, so it's been wiped oh, out that far. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so, I mean, and you never know. Like, these, these other ones might get canceled or rescheduled, too. So yeah, yeah. Taking it kind of day by day. With, yeah. You know, Do you have a full uh, fall schedule so far? Yeah, fall's looking pretty, pretty awesome. Because the good thing is a lot of these dates um, did get rescheduled. Mm. As, as you know, Ellie is uh working super hard yeah a manager extraordinaire both bands yeah it's it's insane um but so i'm I'm interested to see like how many of those gigs actually happen and i have a feeling it's probably going to be the outdoor gigs that might still be on the books because it seems to me that all indoor gatherings are probably going to be uh discouraged for a while so it probably depends on the venue i think Totally, and and then I also wonder if they're gonna cut down on the guest lists. You know, yeah, might be playing for like twenty five people or something. So, yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, there'll probably be fifty people tops, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but just big difference from doing hundred and fifty, two hundred person mm-hmm. wedding. Yeah, and the dance floor is gonna look a lot different too, right? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be pretty spread out. Yeah, and who knows? You know. Um, I wonder if the, the older folks will just decide not to come out. You know, maybe it'll be a younger crowd. Yeah, I have a feeling. But I, I also know some older folks who have the opinion that, you know, uh, they're in their twilight years and they're not going to live their last years in fear. So yeah. Just, just let whatever that. happened happens. But yep. it is a gamble. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So back to the band. Um, see, uh, you're originally from up north, right? Yes. Uh, New Jersey, right? Flemington, New Jersey, okay. like central, central west of the state. Oh, nice! And uh, when did you start playing music? Um, um, I didn't start playing guitar until I was about eleven. Um, I start. I feel like I've been singing forever. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it wasn't like with the group or anything like that. 
um, you know, probably since I was like five or so, you know, just, I just, I couldn't stop singing actually. Like that was a complaint of my teachers <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, David won't, you know, they call my parents, David won't stop humming in class. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Attention span was, was, uh, not the best. Right. I can, I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. ADD. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, um, but you know, Hey man. I see you picked um, up the guitar at 11 and, uh, I'm so humming. <laughs> that's right. And what kind of music were you, uh, into at that time? Um, oh, so when I started playing guitar, uh, uh classic rock, mm. um, you know, I think Jimmy Page was maybe the reason I picked up a guitar. Oh yeah. But I, I love the doors. I love mm-hmm. uh, Hendrix, you know, mm-hmm. Beatles big time. Oh yeah. Uh, they were just, I feel like they've been my life since born you know <laughs> yeah they're eternal man beetles never yeah. get old never get old mm-hmm. yeah no um yeah uh and then you know the 90s came around and i did get into a lot of that music too i love i love 90s um music uh, pearl jam um oh yeah the seattle guys nine, nine inch nails yeah um, you know and you know, rock and roll was still going strong. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was awesome. Like the, my, my, my high school band, we would do classic rock covers, but then we'd do some 90s stuff. I love Dave Matthews. Um, mm-hmm. um, and at the time, I was listening to Fish a lot. Mm-hmm. So I got into the jam stuff, too. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your first What was your first major rock concert? or something right they, well, I, I'm, I'm not sure but like they look alike yeah. for sure and they dress alike and right. they move alike. like they, they had this like weird dance where they would just like kind of shuffle to the left or something yeah. to the right like only move their feet yeah and they were playing and like the whole time and they both did yeah if you've um, seen the she draws me crazy video they do it in that one yeah. too yeah they have this <laughs> weird like crop top hair and spiked up and wearing the same weird suit yeah. 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 And then the singer was like some model who was just kind of thrown into a band. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, have, you, have you guys had to sing that song for a wedding yet? <laughs> no. We had to uh, do that. Guys? Yeah, we did that a couple times. Nice. I would do it. <laughs> nice. Fine young cannibals. That's very of the time. <laughs> I don't know who told that guy that was the voice to go with, but. Uh... <laughs> They got a hit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was a big one. Cool. My first was actually Huey Lewis in the News here at the Civic Center. Oh, man. That, that's, that's a good first one. Yeah. Wow. I, think, I think that was 94. Oh, sorry, 84. Uh, I mean, it was right around their height, their, their peak. Uh, wow. And I think 38 Special was on that tour, too. Cool, man. Yeah. That was, that was huge. I remember I was up in the balcony right in front of the railing, and I had a big oversized T-shirt on, and I was like, Dancing like a freak right there on the rail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Did did uh did Huey Lewis do um the acapella tune? It's all right. You know, I don't remember anything specific. I just remember he played all the songs I love from sports, yeah. their album, you know. And I remember yeah. I was obsessed with the bass player. I thought he was the coolest dude on the planet because he wore just like these cool aviator sunglasses and slick back hair and vest, a lit cigarette in his mouth, you know. Yeah, super yeah. cool. I, I thought he was the shit, but uh, awesome. that was that was huge for me. Yeah, 
Yeah, cool. is, is yeah, that... That's a great first concert for sure. That's yeah. I wish that was my first concert. <laughs> I, I'm actually a big Huey Lewis and the News fan. Man. Yeah, they just made a comeback. You hear about that? No. Yeah, there's a new album coming out. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Stay original original members and everything. Yeah, cool. Huey's the guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Cool. So you, you went through your 90s phase and all that. Uh, and when did you start songwriting? Um, during that time, um, I'd say... Probably like, yeah, around my freshman year, um, maybe eighth grade. But you know, it, yeah, I, I needed to get um, good enough a guitar to be able to you know, put put a few chords together and, and and actually like you know sing and play. Yeah, and did, um, did your music then sound like your music now? Or was it more of the time? No, 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 no. Yeah, a lot, lots different. <laughs> Okay. Well, what, what do you think? You're uh, were you emulating a certain artist when you started? Um, maybe Jim Morrison in okay. a way with my vocals. More um, more poetic than uh, melodic. Yeah, yeah. A lot of like a lot of imagery there. You mm-hmm. know, a lot, a lot of stuff that didn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Although, yeah, you know, Jim's made more sense than mine. <laughs> For sure. But right. No, I. I uh, it took me a while um, to, to really get that, that marriage between um, a good lyric and, and um, good music, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think at the time, um, I really concentrated on the music more. thought, like, well, if I have a great melody, um, great chords, you know, nobody's listening to the lyrics anyway. I don't know why I thought that. But, um, um, and, and, you know, at the time, listening to fish and stuff too they have some weird lyrics that are kind of out there it's not like the main thing for them mm-hmm. um yeah they're not known for their lyrics unfortunately right right <laughs> um i know man could you imagine if they had like, like springsteen lyrics or something like that with with their music <laughs> first jam band yeah ever. that'd be next level <laughs> Um, so yeah, it took me a while, probably until like, you know, first, second year of college before I really got it. And, and, and also uh, realized that I, I got to put in a lot of work uh, and, and that's going to, maybe some people don't have to with lyrics, but for me, I've, I've got to put in a lot of time. And I think when I was in high school, I was just lazy about it and didn't, didn't kind of get that work ethic that, that I think is important. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that I get. You know, I understand that now. But and when, when did you make your first recordings of these songs? Um. Well, did I you, guess. Did you have a four uh, track? Yeah, I did have a four track. Yeah. Um. So you know, I would do some demos and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, they still then, exist. You know, they do. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Under they're, lock and key, right? They're out there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've got. Um, uh, we did a an A track recording of like uh, I think three or four songs of our uh, my band's uh, name was Void, mm. and uh, so Void uh, we recorded three or four tracks and they came out pretty good for the time you know mm. it wasn't you know great like now I, now I cringe a little bit but at the time it was it was you know good for our age mm-hmm. I'd say right got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and it was fun. It was fun writing with those guys. It took us. It took us uh, four years to write four songs. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. It's hilarious. That's teenagers like, for you, man. I wish I had uh, recordings of our rehearsals. Oh my so, god, was was, so was half of it just arguing? Yes. Yeah, that's that was my band too. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Play the same three songs over and over again. Yep. 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 Yeah. I remember that time. Just I, I couldn't wait at that time to get older and be in bands that didn't do that, because I know yeah. I knew that good bands don't just sit around and argue about stupid stuff. They actually play. Yeah. 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 I think everybody has to go through that in high school bands. Yeah, it's, it's so funny, and you argue, you argue about the same things every single time. Like, you know. <laughs> so, dude, your guitar's too loud. No, you're too loud. Dang. Oh my god! I, I remember one time. <laughs> I think it was my bass player. Um, he unplugged 
my guitar player's um, chord mm-hmm. from his amp. Like, <laughs> he wasn't like playing playing you know what he wanted him to nice. or something. And yeah, that's that's a big no no. <laughs> can't, can't do that. Is that we're uh, fist fist flying after that? Oh yeah, yeah. We're like uh, yeah. There, there were times where everyone was like wrestling on the ground. No, nobody punched each other in the face. They never got that that bad. But yeah, there'd be times like you know, someone would just like tackle someone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then like the other guys would break it up or what. It's just yeah. so funny. Nice. So funny. I, I miss those times actually a lot. And were there many places for you to perform uh, up there for underage uh, musicians? Not a ton, but I mean, open mics, I no, guess. No real clubs, but like like coffee shops. Um, we got into like some festivals. The, the thing that was that we looked forward to every year was um, cabaret, which is a talent show, mm-hmm. and we were allowed to play. We were allowed to play one song, um, and you had to audition. Only one band got in every year, and luckily we we did that um, every year. But, uh, was that a talent show for the school or for the town? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it was for our high school. Okay. And um, and it was a great theater. Um, I think I think we played for like a thousand people. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, so nerve wracking. Can I, I ask if you ever won? So it wasn't a, it wasn't a competition. Oh, okay. Um, like 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 the talent show. It was you had to audition to get into the talent show, mm-hmm. and and then that was it. Like you got to do. You know, that's a good idea. It shouldn't be a competition because ours yeah. was, and it, it, oh. it was kind of demoralizing if you didn't win. Uh, but I remember I did mine three years in a row, lost the first two and won the third. So I went out on top. Nice, and nice. That was a uh, instrumental version of Dazed and Confused, Led Zeppelin. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Good, good taste right there, man. I know, good times. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that is kind of a moderate range. He's not squealing yeah. too much on that one. Yeah. Nice. So, so uh, where'd you go to college? Berkeley College of Music. Oh, yeah. you know, I'd forgotten that you went to Berkeley. Yeah. Big time, Berkeley up in Boston. And did you? Yeah. Did you graduate? I did. Awesome. Yeah, Two thousand three. What was your? Yeah, was awesome, man. What was your major? Um, I started as a performance major and changed professional music um me being a voice principal there were certain classes that uh that i didn't love there as far as like the ones that you had to take as a um if you were in the performance um like you know there was like a background vocals class and you know that was that was cool Mm -hmm. but um i was kind of more interested in, in getting into um you know, some of these ensembles uh, that I couldn't do um, if I was in the performance. So I did professional music. It also uh, uh, let me take uh, film scoring, you know, um, okay. songwriting, lyric writing, some other stuff that wouldn't have been able to do in the performance. So um, I went with that after freshman year, and uh, yeah. So for film scoring, you had to learn probably about orchestrating for the orchestra and composing. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and it was just one class, you know, um, um, but it was, it was so interesting. You know, we, we listened to, um, you know, we'd watch a, a piece of a film with the music and then without it mm. and, you know, talking about, uh, you know, what a big difference that is. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Like you watch a horror movie or a scary movie or something. And without that music, it's just, it's not like, scary. It's kind of stupid. Like somebody walking around in a house. Like, okay. <laughs> That's right. You got to have those high strings or the uh, low ominous drone going on the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Totally. Cool. Um, so I guess were music theory classes abounding up there too. Yeah. 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 yeah harmony. Um, How'd you do there? One through four. So I, I had already taken a couple um, theory classes in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, was playing guitar. had had, had an idea about it, but um, 
and and I did I did okay in the in the classes and in, in high school. Um, the, when I got to Berkeley, it's just like, you know, those classes on crack. You know, it's yeah. Like, um, Was there a lot of so, pressure, competition there? Yeah, I mean, so much in the in the theory classes, uh, I didn't feel a lot of pressure with that. I, you know, my first year, um, I did okay. I think I got like a B minus or something, maybe second year B plus. And then by my third year, I was just, you know, the puzzle pieces were just fitting together a lot easier. And, um, I did the A's and and then, and, uh, junior, senior year. Nice. So that was, uh, yeah. Um, we had to take traditional harmony, which was, that was tough. (laughs) You're you're like, that's analyzing Bach about, and all that. Yeah, and, and you're you know learning about things that um, that uh, you know certain rules that they had to follow. That of course now there's no rules in music, but back then you, there were certain certain things, and I, I found that interesting. Like we're learning about uh, stuff that uh, couldn't do, but we live in an age that there's, there's no limits. So yeah, although some of those rules still apply, you know. Uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, of course, once the 20th century hit, it was all atonal out the window, but right. yeah, you got to know the rules to break them, right? Yeah. Totally. Cool. So after Berkeley, what, where, where did your path lead? Um, so, well, you know, most of my, um, friends and bandmates in, um, at Berkeley all moved, you know, it was either like people were going to New York or LA. That's just where everybody seemed to want to go. Industry and, towns. Yeah. And I, I didn't have a you know, big desire to go to either of those places. Um, I just kind of wanted to hang in Boston. Mm-hmm. Where I love Boston and uh, just kind of see what happens. And I went up staying there. Um, I started, I got a, a good teaching job, a music teaching job at a private school. Metfield makes music. Oh, um, you know, pretty pretty much right after school, so that was that was good. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was about a year after. Yeah, because I was doing just private lessons where I drive to students' houses. I guess right okay. after, and, um, and then just playing solo a lot, and just kind of trying to figure stuff out. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, mm-hmm. like where how am I gonna make money playing music? Like, do I want to join another band? Do I want to do solo stuff? And um, I wound up doing a solo show, and I was booked with uh, Elizabeth Zeman. Um, not sure if you've heard of her, but she's she's great. Um, she's a really talented girl. She she went to Berkeley too. I think she was a year or two younger than me, but um, she's living in New York now. Uh, I'm super talented, anyway. But um, so I'm doing the show with Elizabeth and her boyfriend Chris. Budrow was there, um, and he went to Berkeley also, a couple years younger than me, um, but he was in between projects, he's a great guitar player, and um, we just wound up talking for a little while, and uh, and said like, hey man, let's uh, let's jam, you know, he liked like some of the songs I was playing, and um, he liked my voice, and then we just, we hit it off. And I uh, started, started playing music together, started Tennessee Hollow, and that's what brought me down here. So, okay. Uh, yeah, we did that. Uh, we, we, we wrote an album, <clears throat> recorded an album, I mean, up in Boston. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, yeah, brought uh, the two of us just came down here. Because like, the, the other guys we were playing with, incredible musicians, but they, they were staying up there, or they different things going on and we were kind of anxious to bring this americana roots rock sound down south mm-hmm. and uh maybe get somewhere where it's warm also <laughs> <laughs> that helps yeah yeah uh yeah. was there much of a crowd for roots rock americana up north you know no um and and uh except for this one band that was just so awesome um they were called Session Americana. Mm-hmm. Um, you should check them out. Um, they, they were great. They, they would just put a condenser mic 
and um, they'd, they'd all be around it. There's probably like 10, 10 musicians mm-hmm. around this condenser mic, and almost everybody sings, and they're playing just stuff like the band, um, you know, that, that vibe. Like somebody might have a washboard, guitars, you know, just stomping and clapping kind of stuff, and it was great. It was mm-hmm. really awesome. We, we actually opened up for them a number of times, and um, it went really well. Um, I heard late, you know, after we moved, um, that the Americana scene in Boston started to get bigger. Um, mm. But I don't really, yeah. You know, so of course, of course, after you left, it gets bigger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you know, I, I also think too, like, well, what if we just stayed and we were instead of like being um, in, in a sea of Americana stuff, like down this way, that we were just maybe, and you know, one of ten in Boston, you know, and yeah. there's a niche for that. So where did you land uh, down south when you first moved? Um, to Asheville. Well, we, we lived in Marshall. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we were looking for a bigger house. Well, you know, we had been living in apartments um, and before I met Chris. You know, dorms at Berkeley, then small apartment here, small apartment there. Um and uh, he he he, he uh, had the same experience, um, so we were like, man, it'd be cool to have a little space. And that really wasn't going to happen in Asheville, so we got this house, um, rented this house in Marshall, and turned uh, one of the rooms into a studio, and it was great. I loved it out there. Um, but you know, after the first year, we're like, okay, we got to get into Asheville. Yes, yeah. there's too much many cool things going on mm-hmm. so uh you you were in Asheville for a while and, and then I guess uh, what led you from Asheville to Marion my wife <laughs> uh-huh um so yeah we um we met she's from here she's from Marion mm-hmm. and we met um uh you know maybe a year after I moved down and, um, yeah, and then we, uh, I mean, it was, it was pretty quick before we, um, you know, when we moved in together, but then, um, you know, she's, she's from Marion, her, her parents live here mm-hmm. and, um, her sister's here. And, um, at the time I was on the road with Tennessee Hollow a lot. And so my stepson was, I don't know, five, six, maybe six. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was just nice to, uh, to have that backup with like her parents being here and sister being here. Yeah. That's when I was away, um, sometimes we'd be gone two weeks, mm-hmm. um, three weeks, something like that. So yeah, I wasn't, I didn't love the idea at first. Um, cause I just, I love Asheville so much, but, um, I, I grew to really love, love it out here and just being by the lake, like at the, it's kind of important to me now, like being by water and yeah, I like that. It's so close and it's kind of dude, like, you know, I I do all my work in Asheville and, Mm. and, um, and then come out here and just kind of veg in the country, you know? Yeah. So you're up and down the mountain a lot. Yeah, for sure. And then there's days where I'm just like, man, I wish I I lived in Asheville (laughs) because it's like, you know, my friends are there, you know. Yeah. Well, Marion is a true, you know, any town USA kind of town, you know, classic yeah. main drag with all the old shops and and yep. good old good old town vibe. Uh, For sure. Yeah. You still here, right? I lived there. Um, I think my parents moved there when I was roughly two. And I think I moved away when I was seven. So I started okay. I started school there. And, uh, Do you remember out here? I remember, yeah. I mean, uh, we had a house there, a block away from your house, and uh, I think it was right. Morgan Street. Does that sound right? Oh yeah. Yeah, and um, my parents ran the uh, the newspaper, and uh, yeah, I learned r- riding my bike on that road and and ran around Marion, and I remember it well. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, the Tennessee hollow, did that lead you to your cold blue mountain record? 
Oh, sorry, Cold, uh, cold Blue Morning. Yes, yes. So it's 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 weird. We we were about to release the um, we recorded a whole album with Larry White mm-hmm. um, in Nashville, and she produced the album. Um, and it, it was an awesome experience. I, we recorded it with um, Micah Thomas mm-hmm. and Trevor Stoya mm-hmm. and Chris. And um, okay, yeah. So we, and, you know, at, at the time we were just wanting to put out the whole album, and Laurie suggested maybe we kind of do it in phases, like do two EPs, just to kind of stretch out the promo and stuff like that. And um, I don't know. I don't know if that was a good idea or not. Either way, the band went up broke <laughs> breaking up. Yeah. Sometimes between them. Yeah, I just think you know. Um, uh, Chris is as great of a guitar player and, and musician songwriter he is. I just I, I wonder if his his heart just wasn't in it as much anymore. You know that the hourglass of um you know like the the, the time's run out. Mm-hmm. You know I've seen it happen to a lot of a lot of musicians where it's like, well, how much longer do I want to do this? You know. Yeah. And uh, and um, you know I've got ton, tons of friends from Berkeley. Um, or bandmates that, you know, they don't do music at all anymore, you know? Really? But yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I understand it's a grind, you know, it's a hustle, you know, you got to hustle. Yeah. It is. If you're doing it full time, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, But it's, it seems crazy to me to put so much time and effort into something and then just not do it at all, even for leisure, you know? Totally. Yeah, totally. I can't. I yeah. totally can't understand that. Okay. I, I, I can't either. Um, yeah. And and you know, like you you and I both know, being in in uh, Diamond River and Royal Suits, that it's like how awesome is it to be able to go out and, and do these weddings and yeah, actually make a buck. Make, yeah, exactly. And and then still get to do the other stuff that yep. the original stuff. Yep. Um, it kind of allows us to be able to still do that. Yeah, we got the best of both worlds there. Yeah, man, that's yeah. awesome. Um, okay, well, let's get into some of these tunes we're gonna sh- we're gonna showcase. Uh, let's let's first do uh, "Remember Your Smiles" off the Cold Blue Morning record. Uh, this is the album that, or this song, when I first heard it, uh, had the earworm effect. Uh, super catchy, really upbeat, happy tune. Um, what was your uh, songwriting process for this one so um this is one that chris and i wrote together um and um you know since since these songs didn't get released that's uh, yeah i actually should have talked about that before um i I released them on a solo um record we we put out um an ep of like five tunes then i had all, all these other tunes and then some some ones i had written since then so they i just did a solo album and put those on there mm. um but anyway so that was one uh, i think i came to chris with this song like three you know about three quarters finished um and uh, I, I don't think any of the lyrics were were done except I, I had that like one one line like i don't need you there boys i don't need you know mm-hmm. yeah that one um and then like the music was pretty pretty close to being done and then we just labored over those lyrics for days, days. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. This so, is one of those tunes that the arrangement is—it's uh, not your standard arrangement. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not static. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Which is cool. Yeah, it, I really it like was it. fun to record, and and you know, so great to work with Trevor and and Micah on this one too. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Nice. Okay. Well, let's give a listen to Remember Your Smiles by Dave Dribben. On the road to uncertainty, when you're not there with me, you're still on my mind. I'm not sure just where I'll be, but I don't need you there, boys. I don't need you there. Ain't no use in wondering why For a while it's been time You should have known by now Ooh, 
Back here with Mr. Dave Dribben. Next tune we're going to listen to is Where Did We Go Wrong off that same record, Cold Blue Morning. And by the way, yes. these uh, that album is available on Spotify if you want to give it a listen as well. Um, oh, we're just going to check out a few tunes here, uh, but Dave has a lot more tunes online. Um, so this song um, seems to be a, a bit of a tearjerker, um, relationship woe type situation. Was this from... Yes. Uh, was this from a, a true to life experience or just no? A, okay. Completely, it, yeah, completely fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens sometimes, you know, or, or like maybe there, there'll be like a piece of like a personal experience, and then you know, as it builds, as it builds, it just kind of grows and grows, and then all of a sudden I'm off somewhere else where, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't didn't even mean to go there, but that's where I am now, and just kind of roll with it. So it might not. Uh, might have some truth um, and then some fiction yeah but I like the story part and just like imagining these situations um, but um, and and, uh, and Kim sings this one um, do you have the the, the the recording of that one or are you playing the, the one from um, Cold Blue Morning oh well the one I listened to was the one from the album but the one you sent me may be the one with Kim on it yeah, 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 yeah. That's she's... Cool we, you know, we do the harmonies, and it just, mm-hmm. um, it just felt really right for, uh, for her to sing it. I, I really like it. Yeah, you guys harmonize so sweetly. It's that's a match made in heaven, right there. You two. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. It's it's yeah. It's it's like a dream come true. I love absolutely love singing with Kim. Yeah, she's a she's so a good much, find for the band. So much fun. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, and the lyrics of this song. I, I think are, are pretty cool because it, it moves in a storyline direction. You know, it starts with some strife in the relationship and then by the end of it, it's going kind of more in a hopeful direction. Like, you know, starting to make, yeah. am- make making amends, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, that, that there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel, but this character also feels doubt, I think. And just, you know, mm. and um, I guess, you know, she's just e- examining, um, the timeline of their relationship, you know, what what went wrong? Like, were, were we just too young? You know. Um, Did you write this black- from a, a male or female perspective? Originally male. Uh huh. Yeah, but. Um, but Kim kind of switched it on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the lyrics are the same. Like that 
Um, <clears throat> um, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I, could, yeah, I, say, I think we're either way. Because Kim's singing it, and but we've done it like, I don't know, 100 times. So it's just, I feel like that's where it is. This is one of the staples from your duo set together? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Cool. Um, we do a lot of covers too, but um, as far as originals go, yeah, this is one that's, uh, I, I feel like when we're doing it, people are, are tuning in. Nice. And, and where can people see you play? Uh, well, once things get back to ho- hopefully <laughs> normal, where could people see you play? <laughs> well, I'm, not, um, I'm I'm actually doing a um, a live stream on Friday. Okay. Um, um, at six o'clock, um, presented nice. by Maca, where where I teach lessons here in Marion, um, which is awesome. But um, awesome for them to put that on, especially like during this time. But uh yeah so i mean okay so i think our last sidecar honey full band gig um was at sierra but that was and that was i think on the 26th and that, that got canceled so yeah i guess that would have been last okay gotcha <laughs> so um i should mention too all the uh members of diamond river playing in um sidecar honey so it's um that works out it, yeah it, it does. It does. <laughs> nice. And they're all such, such great players. Um, Do you want to give them a shout out? Who's that? Who's in the band? Oh yeah. Um, so Will Miller, um, Tyler Mack, Zach Knox, Josh Bertram, and uh, and Kimberly Tacos. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. You may have seen these guys in different bands. I think they were a couple of those guys were in Super Tight at one point or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Three of them are right now. Will and Tyler and Josh. Okay, Will's Will's back in it. All right. Yeah, um, I think Kent um, um, took off. Um, I'm not sure where he went to, but uh, he he moved. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Okay. Uh, well, and, we got... uh, and then Tyler plays uh, also in Random Animals. Um, uh, Zach is in Smooth Goose. So, and then Kim and I do the duo thing too. So it's uh, nice. We're all we're all doing stuff. Heck yeah, man. Diversify. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a little bit off track, but uh, we want to listen to this tune, Where Did We Go Wrong by Dave Driven. Oh. 
with Mr. Dave Dribben. That was Where Did We Go Wrong? And the next tune and the final tune we're going to listen to is your tune, Broken. Uh, now, this song is not on that record, uh, but this is a, a live version we're going to listen to of the duo and uh, Kim singing lead. And, but you, but yep. you wrote this tune, right? Sorry? You composed this tune, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, this is, this is one um, I wrote before I knew Kim or the rest of the guys in the band. And um, I feel like it's, um, it's so close to being, to being done, done, but it's, it's not quite there yet. I think there's some arrangement things mm-hmm. need to be worked on. Um, I think the ending just doesn't feel completely solid, but I, I know that'll happen once, once we record it in the studio and that's, supposed to happen pretty soon um so we'll see okay but um, yeah kim does a great performance really drives the emotions home this is like <laughs> i think at the beginning of this live recording she's like like starting to cry or something and i'm like don't cry kim <laughs> yeah i hear you say that that's funny uh where was the song recorded um that was at one world west okay because it seems like you could hear a pin drop in there. There, people were listening. Yeah, yeah, they were. It was crazy. Like I, I did not. Ex- that was our first time playing there, and I did not expect that, that you know to be like such a great listening crowd. But it was awesome. Yeah, normally breweries or whatever like are just people talking and there's music happening. So that's that's cool. That they were actually listening to you instead of just yeah. milling around. Yeah, no, it was fun and, and um, sound. I mean, it sounded really good in there. Um, mm-hmm. There's a uh, people can catch the whole show if they go to the Sidecar Honey um, YouTube or yeah, the YouTube Sidecar Honey, and then I think the whole show's on there from okay. the world. Nice. So I, I think um, like Asheville Music. What's that thing? Oh, is it IMAVL? Yes. Okay. Oh, cool. I didn't know they were doing uh, live or broadcast from there. That's good to know. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's a really cool service that they they do at certain venues where they, for those who can't make the show, it's still there online to see. It's awesome, man. And then you know, recording sounds good. You can go back and you know, use it for some promo or whatever. Nice, nice. Sound quality is there. So Um, this song, "Broken," uh, this is a good old-fashioned breakup blues song for the most part. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's um. Correct. Yeah, and, and, and it's um, you know the characters just moving through the the motions of um, of, of a pretty fresh breakup. But like this is one at the end where they uh, that, that there's some hope. Um, but as she's like driving away, either she's moving or she's um, you know going to stay somewhere or whatever it is, uh, you know, for a little while. Um, She's like half singing all the song, you know, all these songs on the radio just to get her, yeah, her mind off it. And by saying like the na na na's at the end, you kind of feel like that's that's happening, you know, like this person's growing. Yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's the way I see it. Now we just need a good concrete ending on it, you know, because like right now we're just singing the the na 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 na, you know, and seems to go on for a little bit too long in my opinion but okay we'll, we'll fix we'll fix that in the studio and then it'll, yeah well I, i've always said that a good na 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 is uh <laughs> is get, can get you a long way 
in a song. <laughs> totally. Because, uh, you know, people can sing along. There's no lyrics required. There you go. That's and, right. And Van Morrison made a career of it. <laughs> That's right. He, he was a master scatter. <laughs> yeah. I love Van Morrison. All right. So let's give a listen to Broken by Dave Driven. And this is Kimberly Sacco's on vocals. Don't cry, Kim. Don't hear your voice as much in my sleep anymore. I'm still hanging on, but I don't know what for. Cause you ain't coming back, no matter what I do. I can't believe it only made without you. Start the car, it's playing one of our old songs. I seem to think these memories will try to get along. But there ain't a thought that wants to help me through. I can't believe it only me without you. Too much time with my head down. I'm losing every fight. And it's a long, long way to anywhere. It's a long, long way to anywhere from Sticking around, and I feel so helpless with nothing to pursue. I can't believe in only me without you. here with Mr. Dave Dribben and uh, I appreciate you joining me today Dave uh, what are what are your plans here during the uh, the quarantine what are you going to be doing some songwriting or what yeah I've, I've been doing a um, good amount of songwriting for sure um, uh, I've actually got two that I'm working on right now um, and uh, just, just, just 
plugging along. I, I you know, I, I'd mentioned um, we want to do some recording soon, so that's that's a, a short term goal that I think is gonna gonna happen pretty much as soon as this stuff gets lifted and we can all actually see our friends again. You know? Yeah. And um, and so I think we're gonna jump on that right away. So um, I don't know. I think there's probably at this point there will be like. 15 to 18 songs to choose from and we'll pick the best ones and you know maybe do 11 or 12 tunes or something like that um but yeah you know just just writing doing a lot of cooking um trying to get to the lake and catching up with uh old buddies i haven't talked to in a long time on the phone you know that the <clears throat> Zoom and and uh, house party apps are fun, and I wonder if they'll continue after this whole thing. Um, just for people that you don't normally see, mm-hmm. any you know. Yeah, um, that is a nice option. Although the Zoom thing is kind of awkward, it's it's hard to yeah. really communicate with people because you don't really have the the normal social cues, you know, like when someone gets to talk or who you're who you're talking to, or it's it's, yeah. it's kind of bizarre. That's true. I've, I've noticed, like, I, I just keep myself on mute until, <laughs> until I want to say something. Because if I, like, cough or sneeze or whatever, then, like, my face comes up. Right. Or, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, it, you're right. It is It is awkward. Um, house, house party's pretty good. I've been um, on that a few times. Well, I haven't tried that. Yeah. That, that's, you should do it, man. And we, we can hang out. <laughs> there you go. Par- Partay. <laughs> I think some yeah. of the the guys in the suits tried to do a um, a dance party for one of their friends for the birthday. Oh really? Yeah, a Zoom dance party. I I opted How out. Did that work? I, I I don't know. I opted out because it's, it sounded bizarre. But uh, you know, yeah. you got to you got to um, do something, I guess. Yeah, for sure. We we talked about um, doing like a social distance uh, live stream for Sidecar, and maybe we'll wind up doing that. I I don't know. Um, yeah. So what do you think, uh, if you had to guess, the coming year would look like for live performances? Um, well, I, that's, that's another thing I'm, I'm working on right now is um, trying to get a, um, a good-looking website for us and mm-hmm. um, just, just working on some promo stuff that I probably didn't have time to do before mm-hmm. or as much time. And uh, I'd like to hit the ground running. And, uh, of course... Diamond River, um, yeah, it takes priority on our, on our weekends. Um, mm-hmm. so we have to work around that schedule, but, um, yeah, uh, getting out to Sierra Highland, um, as many spots in Asheville as we can. Um, mm-hmm. even if we're uh, doing some shows out of town on a night, we, you know, maybe if we're not playing on a Sunday, uh, or we're playing with Diamond River on a Saturday, maybe we hit up. Um, another place in that area on a Sunday. Yeah. Side sidecar hunting. Um, we haven't done a lot of a lot of that in the past, so that'd be a good thing to explore. Also, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, as, I mean, as I've said before, we're lucky we have breweries with outdoor stages that will probably be the main performing venues for the next several months. Yeah. Because um, indoor venues may be not happening. So. Yeah. Thank God for the breweries. For sure, man. For for many reasons. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> let's not forget about the good beer. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> so yummy, and don't don't forget that Dave's gonna be doing a, a live stream. Uh, is it every Friday or just this Friday? It's just this Friday. Okay. It's from six to six forty-five. Okay. Well, this episode may not be out by then, uh, but g- okay. go ahead and go to uh, Sidecar Honey's uh, Facebook page and uh, and and like it and follow it, and there will be more, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Nice. Is there Thank anything you. else you want to promote before we go? Um, no. I mean, I, I wish I, I wish I could, um, but I, it's uh, <laughs> wish- everything been canceled, and I'm, I'm afraid to, to book anything for Sidecar right now until we know what is actually going to happen. Because yeah, you put it, put the time in to, to book and, and make sure everyone's available and this and that. You know, a lot goes into it, and then. Yeah. All of a sudden, we find out. Well, okay, this this is now going until like August or something. 
Yeah, that's why I kind of feel for Ellie, our manager right now, because she's putting so much effort into rebooking us and talking them not to, into not canceling and rescheduling. Uh, right. And then, you know, it may not even happen. So it, it might be right. all for naught. So uh, everybody in her position really has it kind of hard right now, and we, yeah. we need to keep them in mind. But actually, I'm going to be talking to her soon. She'll be on the show, and we'll be talking about the state of the business. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I saw that on Facebook, which posted something about uh yeah or commented on on your um on your page or something saying you know asking to interview an agent yeah so are you gonna, are you it's gonna kinda, do more agents it, and, yeah no I, I mainly want to do songwriters uh but I, I thought it'd be cool to have her perspective on here just to talk about the business uh just for a break for, for format for a minute for sure man yeah, yeah. um be great yeah but hopefully we can get back to normal and uh we can all hang again soon we can't wait man all right well, Dave. thanks so much for having me and yeah. um and good, you know good luck with the podcast absolutely <laughs> thanks for being with us take care all right see you man big thanks to dave dribben for his time and joining us here on the show today uh, check out all of his links we have posted on this page and his videos that are all up on YouTube. Until next time, y'all take care now. Music starts in the mind and the heart continues in time forever as art and recording can either be tough and annoying or something that's clearly more lush and rewarding it's gotta be better than just good or great it needs to hit hard like Babe Ruth at the plate from rock hip hop and dance music to blues or pop hard bop and swing music you choose as a working musician I can truly relate so let's rap about your project and schedule a date My name is Matt Williams, producer at The Eagle Room. I'm grateful to have helped so many artists create their music in this wonderful space, where together we have the talent and tools to bring ideas into reality. The Eagle Room is an efficient, full-production recording studio with in-house mixing and mastering, high-quality equipment, and award-winning attention to detail. Visit TheEagleRoom.com to find out more. Virtual live streaming online music lessons are here. Need to brush up on your guitar skills? Improve your singing voice? Remember how to play that old dusty piano in the corner? Well, Asheville Music School has got you covered. They teach students of all ages, yes, adults too, and skill levels, and any style of music you're into. Visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org to inquire and learn about dozens of great music teachers. Asheville Music School is a nonprofit organization strengthening Western North Carolina communities through music education and outreach. Once again, visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org for all your music learning needs.